Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 204 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. Uh, and... It was a weird week. It was a weird week. Way more news than I expected to put dropped out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I would say for the last mm, five or six years, TGS has not really mattered at all. Is this TGS, uh, though? Yes, it okay. is. Oh, it's right before uh, TGS. It is. So the Nintendo Direct happened right before TGS, and uh, the Sony State of Play happened right before TGS, and then all the other stuff that's been coming out is at TGS. Um, and the reason for that was they got a lot of these announcements out because the games were there and playable at TGS uh, for like the third party right. stuff. So they wanted to, you know, get it out there. Um, I also think that it just so happens that like because of COVID delays and things like that, a lot of Japanese games are like closer to release or are like still being supported. Whereas like normally the news cycle, you wouldn't like see so many things announced in like mid September, but just because of the way things are working out, that seems to be uh, what, what went on here. Right. Um, and I will say we are going to forego part three again because we are going to do something after the podcast. Um, so we're just going to talk about the sick news for me and uh, then what we have been playing. Yeah. And go from Which there. I mean, like, there's a lot of news. There is. Um, and so the, the first thing is the rumored Nintendo Direct did happen. Mm-hmm. Thank God for Jeff Grubb. He uh, he gets to live another day, but also kind of not because he did say that the Metroid Prime remake would be shown and it was not. Ooh. So he still got attacked for that, which is fun. I wonder um, if like Nintendo is like, yeah, let's fuck with him a little bit. I know it's not the case, but that'd be really <laughs> funny. They're just like, just take this one thing out. Yeah, I that that would be really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the Nintendo Direct was not delayed except for in the UK where they Nintendo UK put up uh, a tweet when all the others announced it and said, we will not be airing the direct live. Uh, It will go up 20 minutes after the direct is over. And I guarantee you the only reason they did that was because of what breath of the wild two was called. Seems weird, but sure, I guess. I can guarantee that is the only reason. I don't know if that, like, but, but like, uh, we can get into it later, I guess. But, like, I don't know how that, like, lessens the sting, just, like, delaying it 20 minutes. Oh, it doesn't. That, that's, but I, mm-hmm. I just still think it's hilarious. It is funny. That, it, that they were, like, worried enough about the name Tears of the Kingdom to be like, I don't know, we should show this one. Uh, and also, yeah, like th- just looking at that, it's like it's so stupid mm. because uh, like who's if they care is not just going to tune into the U.S. live stream. You know what I right. mean? It's airing at the same time. It's the same thing. It's just stupid. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but it, there were a lot of uh, big first party Nintendo announcements during this direct, which I was not fully expecting. Um People may remember, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast or not, but a couple months ago, the main character of the new mainline Fire Emblem game leaked, um, where they had a mixture of red and blue hair. And everybody said, I hate this character. I hope this isn't real. It was real. Mm. Um, And it is a new Fire Emblem game mainline called Fire Emblem Engage. 
And shockingly, it comes out January 20th, which is like pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And it is a new mainline Fire Emblem game. Uh, So the thing that is weird about it is watching this trailer, I didn't really get what was going on because like Marth was in it. And I was like, is this a sequel to Fire Emblem 1? But then no... They show like a weird, like almost hieroglyphic style, like drawing. And it has a character from every mainline Fire Emblem game there. And I guess the the connotation is you can summon them. You can like summon characters from other Fire Emblem games to join your party and fight with you. Oh, interesting. Uh, so like the so like they showed Lynn, Roy, Marth and uh, uh, like Byleth, um, you know, all those types of characters. And then also there's the implication that maybe they fuse with you a la some kind of Dragon Ball Z fusion dance, like the main character like fuses with Marth in the in the trailer. Um, it looks like Fire Emblem is, you know, it's it is that same exact tactical type of gameplay, except that they are really playing to Fire Emblem fan service with uh, including characters from previous games. The thing that always drives me nuts is Fire Emblem fans are like one step away from becoming Pokemon <laughs> fans in that literally every time a new Fire Emblem game is announced, all I see are people who like Fire Emblem being like, this is it. This is the death of this franchise. Can you believe it? These people look so anime. And I'm just like, man, what the fuck? So the character designs in this do look way more Mm -hmm. of an anime art style than they previously have. But what does the art style Um, have to do with the end of a franchise? Because people are just like, this is going to be the worst one. It's going to be terrible. I hate it. And they did. They, they, people don't like the design of the main character, so obviously that means this is going to be the worst game ever made. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I, so I, I tweeted this to be like, man, Fire Emblem fans hate Fire Emblem, huh? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it is true mm-hmm. because I remember when Three Houses was first unveiled, people were like, "Look at these graphics. This is, the art style fucking sucks. I fuck this game. It's the worst thing ever." And then what happened when 3 Houses came out? It sold 90 trillion quadrillion copies and everybody loved it cuz you could have tea time with your stupid friends and like they were like, "Oh, Dimitri's hot." And it's just like, "What the fuck?" It happens every time with Fire Emblem is like people get so pissed off when it's first unveiled and then when it comes out they're like, "Oh, but actually this is the best thing that's ever happened to us ever." And that cycle has started here again. Um, at least there's consistent. Yeah, at least it's consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I will like this game. It will be Fire Emblem. I will play it. It, it looks cool. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a lot scheduled for Jan. Well, uh, no, I don't think there is a lot scheduled for January right now. Uh, now there is a bunch of stuff scheduled for January and February. Is there really? general yeah yeah a bunch of stuff is coming out in february now because of all this news okay i i guess i'm just thinking like i've only been focused in on like the end of this year and i'm not even thinking about 2023 until you know no yeah like a bunch of stuff that they announced that this nintendo direct is coming out in january and february now and a bunch of the stuff that um sony announced also okay dead space is the jet space and forespoken january well and obviously are forespoken and then fire emblem um and then in february dead island 2 uh, hogwarts theatrhythm octopath traveler theatrhythm yeah okay that's stupid kirby destiny uh yakuza ishin um, um oh i don't think that's in the states though no it is oh really 
Yeah. Okay. The reason why I said that is because Game Informer does not have that listed yet. Uh, yeah, it's January or February 23rd. Okay. And it is the first time it is being localized here. Um, but anyways, uh, so Fire Emblem Engage, they started with, I was like, wow, that's particularly strong. Um, just running down some of the other stuff here. It Takes Two was being ported. There were a lot of ports like Factorio, um, Resident Evil 8's cloud version. You know, everybody loves that. Sifu is coming out. Tunic is coming out. Um, just a lot of weird ports. I really don't give a shit about the ports because it's all stuff that I would have played already. Like It Takes Two or in Tunic right. or like it's stuff that I would never want to play on the Switch. I, I mean, the Switch uh, has become a great platform for indies, but if you already have other ways, primarily Steam is you know always going to be the best because that's where it's going to come first most of the time. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where, like, looking at the footage of It Takes Two and Sifu, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, God. Like, this looks so bad in comparison to what it looked like playing that game. Right. Like, I, oh, boy. So, like, that that shit is rough. Um, but, you know, it's for somebody. Somebody will be okay with that. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, a game that I finished and we'll talk about later. Uh, it's f the f second part of the expansion pass, uh, will come out on October 13th. It is a new tank character who is a robot lady and it comes with some challenge missions so you can get sick costumes. Is that's pretty sweet. Is that all you're really, you're not getting like more story? No, they, they will come with a large story expansion, just like Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Oh, did, okay. So. so there is, there will be like... It's not just another character that you can kind of play through the game with. Yeah, that is that is what this part is right now. Okay. Um, but then there will be a large story thing later. Okay. So, so we will get that. They announced some weird new SpongeBob game, The Cosmic Shake. It looked really weird. Rainbow SpongeBob. I don't fucking know. It's like a 3D platformer coming out in 2023. That's mm -hmm. something. Sure. Uh, Fist of the North Star is a really bizarre anime where he punches people and they explode. Uh, they made that weird fitness boxing game, but with Fist of the North Star characters and music. Don't know why they did that. That was one of the weirdest things I saw here. Um, they previously, uh, Front Mission, which is a Fire Emblem-esque uh, tactics mech game, uh, front mission one and two are uh, being remade. This had been announced before uh, they announced the release date of the front mission. One remaster is really close. And then the second one will come out next year. And then they also announced that they will be doing front mission three as well. Is it, uh, it seems like a lot of tactic games have been coming out recently. Yeah, this is just a remaster. I know. I'm just saying, cause like, I mean like there's one coming out next week, right? Yes, I believe so. I can't think of the name, but it's another Square Enix one. Oh, yes. Diofield? Square Enix has uh, the Diofield Chronicle, yes. yeah. The, Square Enix has too many games coming out. Because uh, obviously also they did uh, Triangle Strategy. Yeah, which is also coming out on PC soon. Right. Uh, literally, someone made a list. I think right now Square Enix has like 26 games or something Okay, that they are releasing like within the next six months or something that's okay good luck it is just it's it's like ludicrous I, I don't know um so har people may know that harvest moon and story of seasons uh the debacle where 
Harvest Moon was a name that they lost the rights to, and so now they have to call it Story of Seasons, and actual games that are called Harvest Moon are shitty garbage now. Anyways, Story of Seasons It's a Wonderful Life is a remake of the GameCube game Harvest Moon A Wonderful Life. Okay. And I know that is confusing. It is one of my favorite Harvest Moon games. Um, do you think and, it's going to hold up? Or do you think at this point, like, Stardew Valley is still better to play? Uh, I think it will hold up because it... Um, it's hard to explain. Like, you go... Once you get married and have a kid, the kid, like, actually grows up over the years to be, like... And is, like, in a fun, cool, interactable character. Uh... So it is th- it is that okay. game again, except in Japan, I don't think it ever came out in the US. They made another wonderful life where you played as a lady. Uh, and so this is both of those, but also you can have same sex relationships, I guess, okay. which at that point, I guess you would um, adopt a baby. I don't really know, uh, but it is that game again, except with a less weird, realistic looking art direction, which I think was part of what made that game really charming. Uh, but yeah, no, that's cool because that is, it's a wonderful harvest moon. It's a wonderful life is a lot of people's favorite harvest moon game. So to have it be like remade and be coming out on switch in a portable manner with more content and stuff is really cool. I Mm. think, um, that comes out in the summer, 2023. Um, and then this had been rumored for a long time and this actually leaked before the direct Octopath traveler two comes out February 24th, 2023. Uh, and it also, I think that same day is coming to PC. Um, it looks a lot better than Octopath Traveler 1. That's what I'll say is it is the same concept of eight characters and the eight characters seem a lot more interesting. And they claim in all of the interviews about it that they have taken the criticism of the first game into account when making this one. I do also want to know, I thought this was the case, uh, Octopath Traveler 2 is coming to PlayStation 5 and 4 as well. Okay, yes. I knew it was coming to at least PC because it leaked on uh, Green Man Gaming. Mm, okay, sure. For PC. It was just, they just like had it up on the front page the day early, and I was like, okay. that's good. And same thing with Triangle Strategy was up there as well, and something else. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I texted Nukio this. Maybe they are going to trick me into playing this and hoping that it's good. You didn't play Triangle Um, Strategy, so. I didn't, but Octopath Traveler is a lot different than Triangle Strategy. That's true. I don't know. The characters looked cooler in this. When the first one you show is a weird wandering samurai, I was like, you know, that's cooler than a shitty potion maker. I don't know. Now, do you think if banker. if they have it set up like last time where you can download the demo and just play like a, the first couple hours and then buy the game and just continue, do you think you'll do it that way and just try the demo and instead of paying $60? Yeah, just to see if those the way the game starts is more compelling, you know? And I also, it's one of those things too, where like the characters never really come together in a meaningful way in that first game. It's just like, the characters meet up and then never interact really. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like you have a party full of people who don't even know each other and it just like, doesn't feel right. So I don't know. Um, and then this makes me a sick person, but this was the biggest announcement for me personally. Uh, Final fantasy theater, 
I don't think that's that bad because, like, I'm looking at. I mean, what else was like huge that was announced? Fire Emblem. I guess Fire Emblem and yeah. Pikmin. I mean, like, what else would be like something to get like truly, truly excited about? Well, the Breath of the Wild comes out in May. Well, yeah, but we already knew about that. That's not a new no, announcement. No, I know. That's that's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. we finally have a date, which is good. But like I'm saying, like just like out of nowhere, like what is exciting? Like you didn't even know this was being made. So no, yeah, and like Theatrhythm was there was a first game on 3ds, and then there was a sequel uh, called Curtain Call on 3ds, and then they made it into an iPhone game. I. Uh, do you remember? And that apparently had a lot of stuff. I just want to make a note. When we made that top 10 Final Fantasy list, Theatrhythm definitely made the list. Oh, it did. I, I love Theatrhythm. And so this is called uh, Theatrhythm Final Bar or something. Final, Final. So it's the last Final one. Bar. They'll never be. That's there. what they claim. Yeah, that's just like Final Fantasy. Exactly. Um, it comes out in February 2023. So very soon. Um, and it will have uh, 385 Final Fantasy songs in it from 1 through 15. Uh, and a lot of those will be DLC things that were added to the last Theatrhythm game. But then they are also, there's a digital deluxe version, which is a digital only version that adds 27 additional songs. So I'll be buying that. But then there is also a season pass there are three season passes <laughs> that get you music from Near Automata, okay. Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, Romancing Saga, Secret of Mana, and I think Octopath Traveler, and then two games that they have not announced yet. So basically, so you're presuma- presum- presumably Final Fantasy 16 and some other game. Uh, so I'm going to get the ultra mega Mm -hmm. extreme deluxe hundred dollar edition, but I got to buy it digitally to get those 27 songs, which is stupid because they're also releasing it physically, but you don't get, you cannot, you do not get those weird random 27 songs. That's absurd. It's absurd, Matt, but you know what you could do? You could just buy the collector's edition, physical and digital, and then you could get everything. That is true. That seems like more money than I should spend on. Uh, yeah, um, but you really need to show your support so they make a fourth theatrhythm. That is that is true. Um, so my only thing with this, I will play this and I will love it. The touch screen is what made it really good mm. on the 3DS. And even though this is coming out for Switch and PlayStation 4 and 5, uh, you have to use buttons. Mm the touchscreen on the switch blows ass. So like, you're not going to be able to really play the way you were playing on the three DS. So I'm going to have to learn how to play with buttons. So I won't be as good, but that's okay. Still fun rhythm games. I like final fantasy music. I mean, at that point you'll probably buy it it for PlayStation, right? Yeah, I'll buy it for PlayStation for sure. Um, and so that, that was really cool. Me and Dukio freaked out together about that. Uh, and then they got into, hey, man, we're putting some more N64 games onto the platform in the coming months. Okay. Mario Party 1, 2, and 3. Sure. Uh, 1080 Degree Snowboarding, which is a very, that's a fun snowboarding game. Pilot Wings. Uh, and then they like make it seem like they're done. And then they're like, but wait, GoldenEye? Sure. And these all, like the other ones, have online uh, multiplayer. 
the thing that I think is fucking buck ass wild, Matt, mm-hmm. is that Goldeneye also coming out on the Xbox. Okay. Right. It does not have online play on Xbox. Oh, interesting. Only on Nintendo. So I think all of the weird rumors and stuff about the game being held up by Xbox or like uh, Universal MGM or whatever are not true and that it was Nintendo and then they used some weird bargaining chip to make it so they would get the exclusive of online stuff. Sure. Uh, To make this even weirder is that there is a completely remade version of GoldenEye that people have gotten access to. And this is not that. Okay. This is just the original ROM, like, slightly up-revs with online. And it's going to play horribly. Uh, it will play. It does have updated controls, so it will play like a modern shooter in theory. Uh, but then it's just going to feel slow because like shooters at this time, they had to be slow because of the clunky controller. I will. We'll see how it pans out. But I like I just think that the way it's being released is weird Absolutely. because like there's footage out there of a better version of Goldeneye, like someone playing through the entire thing. And I don't remember how that came out. But like someone was able to download it and like play all the way through it. And so like there is footage out there of like a way better version of this game, not just like the original with like slight improvements. So like something weird is going on with this game and like Xbox's trailer for it didn't have any gameplay in it. It just was able to show the title screen. It's just really weird shit. But it will be on Game Pass. And the cool thing is if you have the rare replay collection physically, you will be able to download this mm-hmm. despite the fact that it's on game pass. Um, but it like is technically a part of rare replay as well. I think that's neat because it is a rare game. Right. Rare made game. I mean, it was definitely one of the, the rare games that people were saying is missing from the rare replay when that came out. Yeah. Now we just need to let them have donkey Kong 64, not the donkey Kong country on the SNES. You wouldn't want that. Just 64. Uh, well, yeah. That's it. And not Diddy yeah, Kong Racing. Why would you want they're that? They're true, they're true masterpieces. Yes, yes. Only. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's weird. I and it's another one of those things where, like, yeah, I Mario Party 1, 2, and 3 are fine. That's cool. You playing them online is neat, I think. Yeah, but uh, like we already have Super Mario Party, which has the Mario Party mini games that you would want. Oh no, I know. I'm I'm just right. saying like this will be cool for someone. Yes. And it still blows my fucking mind that they do not have original Super Smash Brothers yet. They don't want to, you know, cross contamination, you know. That, yeah. You know, yeah, people that, will just play exactly that instead what, of exactly. Yeah, you exactly. can't can't do it. It just like it's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, like we're getting all the things people love to play all the time, even Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. Smash Brothers? Nah, fuck that. That's gotta be the next one. So then they in like four months, it's a huge like announcement sure. that Super Smash Brothers, the original is on. Uh, oh, also, I didn't write it down. Pokemon Stadium one and two oh, that I did see as well. Yes. So that is really cool, I think, because people thought for sure they would never do Pokemon Stadium two. Why two? Uh, because it just is like so much more content and the Pokemon company is weird. OK, Uh so like I think that rules. We could play the Pokemon Stadium mini games online. Oh, that yeah. shit rules. Yeah, is that? But yeah, Pokemon Stadium one and two. I think that's really cool. That's on now, right? 
Uh, I don't know if it's on now. Okay. I think Pokemon Stadium 2 is coming later. One might be up there now. I th- They were split up between coming over the next couple months and coming in, quote unquote, 2023. Sure. Be- Except for GoldenEye, which was coming soon. Whatever the fuck that means. So, I don't know. It won't support transfers. Well, yeah. That's just devastating. What's the point of anything anymore? Uh, well, you can rent all the Pokemon at Pokemon Stadium. That's true. So. Uh, and then, to really piss me off, I saw that in Japan, they got Harvest Moon 64. Okay. Which is uh, maybe the best Harvest Moon game, and we do not. So, fuck the US, I guess. Uh, but they're not getting Goldeneye, so... You know, sucks to suck. I, t- to be honest, I would have traded Goldeneye for Harvest Moon 64. I bet Harvest can't, can't all be winners. I bet Harvest Moon has aged better than Goldeneye. Oh, 100%. Um, and then Square Enix announced another fucking game called Various Daylife that is out now. Okay. They couldn't have make it made it sound less appealing. Uh, the tagline was complete up to 100 daily tasks. And I was like, oh, yeah, chores is a video game. I'm in. I mean, that's Stardew Valley, right? It is, but this seemed like much more. So uh, it's probably fun. And I, continuing in the Grand Square Enix tradition of what the fuck is the name of this game? Various Day Life? Whatever. And then uh, they showed a game called Ib, that- which blew my fucking mind wide open. Because I saw it and I said, this was made in RPG Maker, and it was. <laughs> Ten years ago. Yeah, it is a weird horror game that was made in RPG Maker. Good for those developers. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's just fucking crazy. Getting that an RPG Maker game that was made a long time ago shown in a Nintendo Direct. That's crazy. A ten-year-old port. Yeah, like, I, I don't know, man. That's good for them. I like that a lot. Um... Mario Strikers continuing to get updates. People continuing to shit all over this game, uh, saying it needs more modes instead of new characters in a new stadium. But anyways, they're going to add Pauline and Diddy Kong. I mean, does it... I'm not trying to be pedantic here, but does it need, like, more gimmick modes that, like, no one's going to play? It needs the modes that were cut from the previous game that people want to play. Okay, so it just needs one mode. I believe so. Okay. I don't know what that is, but people are like really butthurt that there is not some mode in this game. Okay, that make that would make sense. It's like one mode that was there before. I was just thinking they add three modes that no one's going to play. Like, that doesn't really help anything. No, yeah, it's just, uh, I, I don't know. People are like really weirdly upset about Strikers. Uh, so I had fun with the little I played of it so far, so. Um, and then, even though Wave 2 of the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC just came out, they teased two of the eight tracks in the upcoming Wave 3, which is coming this holiday season. There is a weird Christmas stage that I forgot the name of from the uh, the mobile game Mario Kart World Tour. And then one of my favorite tracks from the DS version, Peach Garden, is coming back. They both look really sick. Uh, and the fact that they're coming out this Christmas is really cool. May, I have not played Wave 2 yet, so maybe I can hold off and then have 16 new tracks at once to play over the holidays with people. And that'd be that'd be super cool. Yeah. Um, they're updating Switch Sports. They had previously said they were adding golf, and they said here, oh, sorry, man, not out like now like it was supposed to be coming out this holiday. Mm-hmm. And then Miyamoto comes in with the greatest troll of all time. I saw... 
Nintendo fans die live in real time in the chat. Okay. Pikmin 4 was announced seven years ago. Miyamoto said Pikmin 4 is real and it is in development and should come out soon. Seven years ago. Okay. Okay. Miyamoto comes on screen and says, hey guys, let's talk about Pikmin. And he starts talking about the fucking phone game Pikmin Bloom. And explaining how the phone game Pikmin Bloom works, where it's like Pokemon Go, but you like grow flowers. And he's like talking about how sick it is and like going way too in depth about the gameplay. And people are just like, you can't be fucking serious here. You announced Pikmin 4 seven years ago and we're over here like, hey, check it out. There's a phone game. Mm -hmm. You guys hyped? Don't you guys have phones? And then at the end, he's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, Pikmin 4 is real. That and it's coming out in 2023. That teaser, like the little bit they showed, like it might be like artistically one of the best looking like Nintendo Switch games I've seen. It looks oh, incredible. I, Pikmin 3, I will never get over it. Uh, it, it has the best, most realistic looking juice mm. of all time. Best juice physics. Well, I'm here to say, like, the fence, I remember that looked really good. Uh, yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. Pikmin four is going to be great. Yeah. I, I think that's cool. I just thought it was hilarious that like he came out and was like <laughs> the phone game. And I was like, Jesus Christ, don't you have Miyamoto. phones? I was like, read the room, my man. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh, and then they showed a bunch of other dumb bullshit. I laughed when they showed Resident Evil eight, the cloud version. Um, and then, oh, my God, I got excited for one second. I love Tales of Symphonia. Mm hmm. They did an HD re-release in the PS3 era, and it was fine. They are like, we did this sick HD remaster. It's coming out in 2023. It's coming out for all consoles. They show it. It doesn't look remastered at all. It looks like shit. Like, it looks so bad. And then it's locked at 30 frames a second. Dude, the fucking GameCube ran this game at 60 frames a second. Mm -hmm. What? They're literally releasing a worse version of Tales of Symphonia and calling it an HD remaster in 2023. How is that possible? Yeah, this looks this looks like it could have been on the 3DS. It looks so fucking bad. It's crazy. Whereas, like, how did they get Tales of Vesperia to continue to run at 60 frames a second and remaster it? That was a fucking 360 game. This was a fucking GameCube game. What is happening? Mm. So that's crazy. Not going to buy that now. Um, And then uh, they, because it's Kirby's 30th anniversary, they're uh, re-releasing Kirby's Return to Dreamland as Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. What is that That one? It it was a Wii game. Okay, but that was not the 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 Kirby's like yarn. That was a different. No, this was Kirby. Kirby's. Kirby and Dreamland was a Super Nintendo game, and then this was like a spiritual sequel to that. Okay. This is just a regular ass Kirby game. Okay. Um, so that's cool for people who want to pay sixty dollars for a new version of a Wii game. Uh, February twenty fourth, that comes out, and then to end it, they revealed the name of Breath of the Wild two, mm-hmm. which is the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom. And then they said it comes out May 12th, 2023. You don't really get any new info about this, um, but I just 
I only care that it is coming out in May. Uh, what? I was kind of hoping. Oh, oh, wait. It It's just Breath of the Wild or The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It's not Breath of the Wild. Tears. No, I thought they had Breath of the Wild in the title. Maybe people, but websites were just saying that because then people would know what it was. On the Wikipedia page, it's just Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, I mean that's. I'm disappointed because I I I wanted it to you know, I don't know, I wanted to have all of it and it just be a really dumb name, you know. Yeah, that would be. I I either way, I, I only care about the release date. Like people were very excited to learn the name, and I was like, this is meaningless to me. It's like, meaningless, but like, hear me out. What if it had two colons in the name? That would be sick. Because like Breath of the Wild, you know, The Legend of Zelda colon, Breath of the Wild colon, Tears of the Kingdom. But Okay, you're it is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. People were the way it was written in a right, lot of places right. is really weird. It, um, it would just be like that would be just like a stupidly long name. Like it, nothing should be named that long. So Yeah. Um so yeah, they ended with that. I think that was cool. I I like this direct overall. It mm-hmm. had a lot of information about just like weird ports, new games coming out right now, first party Nintendo games hitting very soon. It's impossible um, to watch this and not at least find two things you can say like I'm excited about. No, yeah, like I, I I don't know. People as always, people were very upset by this direct overall because it didn't have Metroid in it. Like if the, but like it had Breath of the Wild in it, so like pick a thing. I mean, like, pick, pick, pick one fucking thing. Like, I don't understand because people are like Metroid, 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 and then they release a Metroid a couple years ago, and then like five people bought it. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. So, like, what do they want? Like, if you want more Metroid, you have to buy them when they come out. The last two Metroids are very—they didn't sell well. No, I know, and like, it just. It, people cannot be excited about video games. And that's why I had to tweet. I love video games after this happened. And then after the state of play, I continue to love video games. Like people also hated the state of play. And I was just like, I don't, I can't, I can't grasp it, Matt. Did you watch any of the state of play? I, I, uh, I watched, did you watch the God of War trailer? I watched, uh, I, yes, I, I watched most of the stuff I was, I cared about. So, okay. So, you know, uh, the, the Nintendo Direct was good yeah, later yeah. in the day. 20 minutes of a state of play. They said they're going to announce like 10 games. I, being a person who understands that this is right before TGS, mm-hmm. knows that this will probably be roughly maybe nine, eight or nine Japanese games. Of course. Right. Like, I knew that. I couldn't watch it right away because I had to do something that night. But when I went to it and saw that the first thing that was shown Tekken? was Tekken 8, yeah, yeah. my head almost blew off my body. It looks incredible. It looks fucking unreal. And people are out here being like, I don't think any of this is cool. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's it. And then afterwards, when Harada's like, oh, hey, by the way, guys, that's all in-engine, mm-hmm. not pre-rendered. I was like, absolutely not, my guy. And it is only for PS5, Series X, and PC fucking finally. Right. And it looks ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It looks ridiculous. I cannot wait to fucking play that. And he said that is specifically uh, part of the story mode. Um, And they are, they're fucking doing it, man. Unreal 5. Let it rip. I was blown away at how good it was. Oh, my God. And it, oh, God. Jin vs. Kazuya. So sick. 
volcano boys. Mm-hmm. So like I was very excited about that because the teaser for Tekken 8 at the end of Evo was like, is this a teaser for Tekken 8? What the fuck is this? This is just really high res Kazuya here for 10 seconds. What is happening? Um, Yeah, so I, I thought Tekken 8 was very cool. Then Yakuza popped off, but at this time it only popped off once. It pops off more later. I, what I think is crazy is for those who do not not know, the studio that makes Yakuza is called Ryo Gagotoku, which translates to like a dragon. Oh, that's interesting. For for some reason, they have now dropped the Yakuza title and in the US it is also like a dragon now as the title. Which is a little confusing. It is confusing and very weird. That's why I wrote Yakuza in parentheses right, on right. all these. So, because all of them are like Ryu Go Go to Goo 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. You know what I mean? Do you know what uh, Ishin stands for in Japan, Japanese? I, I don't remember, no. Because I'm wondering, like, like they could have called this Gaiden, which means just, like, side story. Well, Gaiden is a different one that they announced. Oh, oh wait. I thought... No, no, we'll get to this. Wait, wait, we'll okay, can okay, can we just back up for a second? Which one uh-huh. is it where they go like they're in like samurais in That is this one. That is Ishin. That is this one. Okay. Okay. So this game, uh this there have been several of these, and these were the only ones that were not released in the US other than the PSP games. Um, but they are in like feudal Japan times. Uh, the trailer is off the fucking hook it, where Feudal Kiryu is like cutting bullets with a katana. Well, and it shit. seems like they're all like, it's like the Yakuza time, and then they're all in like a room telling a story, and then like they're in that story. Yes. And so that is what these games were. And this is the first time that this is being localized, and it comes out February 23rd, 2023. It is the first time it will be localized in English, and this is like a full remake of that original one from the ground up uh, that they remade on their Dragon Engine thing. Okay, so I just kind of Googled in rough Google translation. Ishin stands for renewal. Okay. Sure. 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 Um, But yeah, so like the other Yakuza spinoff, Dead Souls, was a garbage factory, and they put that one out here. That was like a shooter, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And I think it performed so poorly. They were like, oh, we can't put Yishin here. But what I love, Matt, is that in the interviews about this game, you know why they brought it out here in the U.S.? Because Yakuza sells well now? Because of Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, oh, okay. The director literally said, we saw how well Ghost of Tsushima performed in the U.S. And we said, we can try Yishin now. Sure. Fucking that rules. I'm glad. I think that's really cool. This game is really cool. And I was like, you know, for a Yakuza announcement, that's really cool. And then the next day they fucking blew my mind off and I was very excited. But we'll get to that later. Uh, Then they showed several other games. I did not write all of the ones that were there here because some of them were I I don't even remember. Um, There was that game they showed Project Eve a couple state of plays ago. It is now called Stellar Blade. It's just like a weird character action game where you play as a lady with a sword. That comes out 2023. Um, Bandai Namco announced a weird sci-fi third person shooter called Sinduality, where you're like shooting shit inside robots. 
Um, Sony partnered with Team Ninja to announce a open world RPG in feudal Japan called Rise of the Ronin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was weird. And then the last one that I cared about was the God of War Ragnarok trailer. This trailer fucking rules. I should we talk about the PlayStation Stars loyalty program at all? Because I know we discussed oh, it. Oh yeah, we did discuss it before. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's launching in Asian territories like now or very soon, and then it'll come here and other territories next year. I don't fully understand it, but it seems like it's just going to be like, like there are going to be challenges. Like, like there's going to be a challenge, like the mm. first one to like get the platinum in a game, you get like a special little bonus or something. Yes, or like certain, yeah, you get like weird little collectibles, which is what they said. Uh, mm-hmm. It still is not like very clear how that stuff will materialize. Yeah, but so I we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But like that was talked about as well. But yes, anyway, back to God of War. I fucking this trailer so sick. Yes, yes. I. It's. Uh, I don't even know what to say about it. Like I was just the whole time I was just like, oh my God. And then the line that Kratos has is like the most badass like action movie one liner ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me see what the fuck he's. <laughs> I gotta I gotta look it up because I oh. Yeah, he says death can have me when it earns me. And I was mm. like, oh my god. <laughs> he's the cool, he's the coolest person ever. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> This game's going to rule. That's all I know. Uh, it looks very good. Mm-hmm. I am very excited. I don't need any more. I just need this. To I need come nothing out. else. It doesn't matter. Right, right. And it, it, it does come out very like November 9th. Yeah, it just right? less than two months. Yeah. So that that's what we need. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. That's all I can say about it. He's got ice and fire powers now. Whatever. Get it. Shoot it straight into my veins. That's what I want. Um, and then that was the state of play. Sony also weirdly announced that the Toem, the black and white indie game that I really liked where you take photos of stuff, uh, it is receiving a free update that will add like one to two hours of gameplay. Um, and they announced this on the PlayStation blog. It will add more trophies and it will also come to the PC version. Uh, that that's neat. Um, and then. TGS proper started mm-hmm. and I woke up and got very confused because I thought that people were getting the name of Yakuza Ishin wrong. Okay. And it was me who was wrong, Matt. Okay. First they announced like a dragon eight, which is just to us Yakuza eight. Right, right. It is just a teaser of two people walking in Kawarocho the camera zooms in, and on the right is Ichiban as we know him, and on the left is Kiryu with emo hair. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I just was like, what the fuck is going on? That comes out in 2024. Uh, the only details about that are that Kiryu and Ichiban are both the main characters. It continues to be an RPG, and each character has their own different RPG party. I am conflicted about this because I feel like we should let Kiryu go. Yeah. But people decided heavily that that's not happening. So I, you know, why does he have emo hair? I'd love to find out. That's a great question. That is a great question. And then there is another game that comes out in 2023 called like a dragon Gaiden, which Gaiden means side story. So this is the, the one that like is it's like put it like the gap between six and seven, right? Yes. Okay. 
the man who erased his name and it is uh an action game like previous yakuza games and judgment and it will be half the size of a regular yakuza game is what they said the trailer for this one is longer it is kiryu uh at a monk uh like monastery place and a government agent basically comes and is like hey you gotta do an assassination for us apparently he just became like a weird assassin government agent. Okay. And that's how he was able to like disappear, quote unquote, which kind of explains his appearance in Yakuza 7 a little bit now that I think about it. But it will give a, a better, you know, re, like a better look at what happened in that time period, which I assume is to get us ready for Yakuza 8. Right. Um, I'll play the whatever Yakuza you got for me. I'm in. Are you sad that they're i mean like three yakuza's right now like i don't know i don't know i mean ishin is different enough where it's just like oh this is this weird completely different time period even though it has the same characters quote unquote that i'll take like i think because gaiden is the old action style and eight is an rpg it won't it won't be as weird. I don't, I don't know though, but also then it'll be a year between those two. Right, you know what I mean? right. So who knows, but I guess this is now people can shut up about Yakuza being an RPG. I don't, like, I don't know. I, I mean like they've been released, like lost judgment just came out. So, I mean, there's been, yeah. So, but I mean, this is like Kiryu again, right. so it's still like Yakuza shit. And I, I wonder if they change the name to like a dragon because it will have less of a focus on the Yakuza aspect of it. That would make sense. It, going forward, it just seems weird. It's like the how originally they couldn't call Dragon Quest Dragon Quest in the U.S. because Dragon Quest was trademarked by a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, mm. so they had to call it Dragon Warrior. And so you had Dragon Warrior one, two, three, uh, and then four and five didn't come out in the U.S. But when they got to six on the PlayStation, it was called Dragon Quest six all of a sudden because they got the rights back. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't, you should have just kept calling it Dragon Warrior if you were going to do that. Right. Whereas like this, yeah, it just feels like that same kind of thing where like you're on the eighth one. You're really going to change the name from Yakuza eight to like a dragon now. Mm hmm. I don't know. So that's weird. And I feel like that's why I got really confused looking at these three names. Um, but yeah, like it, they're even it's not even like they're just websites are writing it like that because this was at TGS, like the the English language written in the trailers says like a dragon. Mm. So, so, yeah, that it, it it's weird that they're doing this, but like, I mean, whatever, rebrand, do whatever you want. Who cares? Yeah, do whatever you want. People know what it is right. if they can't a shit. So that's fine. Um, and then also as part of this, because they had done their Yakuza stream um judgment and lost judgment are available on pc now uh which is interesting because that was the whole argument that they got into with the main characters uh the actors uh agency was that like there couldn't be a pc version and that's why he might not be the main character of judgment anymore maybe they came to an agreement Maybe. I, I don't know. But yeah, that's on PC now. I was like, oh, that's cool for people who haven't played that and want to play it on PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not see if they're going to be on Game Pass because like all of Yakuza is and will be. I don't know. If oh, I, yeah, I didn't even yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but it was just like one of those things. They're like, they're out now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, uh, sure. that's sick. 
Um, and I just want to be clear here. There have been all kinds of TGS streams, uh, but the one that I cared the most about, which is why I'm going to talk about it here, was Capcom's. And I'm going to talk about one specific part of it. I will talk about two other parts real quick. They first showed the next Monster Hunter update that is coming the 29th of this month or 28th. Uh, it adds some new monster variants. That's cool. And then the Mega Man Battle Network collection, they confirmed that it will have online multiplayer, which is the sickest shit ever because everyone was like, there's no way they'll do that. It would be like a thousand percent more effort than anyone would ever want to put into a remaster like this. And they're fucking doing it. And I think that's so sick because each game would be different. And you, you were using Game Boy Advance with your fucking link cable online for all six games. Come on, get out of here. Anyways, that's sick. Uh, and then they showed Street Fighter six. And I my thing about Street Fighter six is every time I see it, I get more excited about this game because Capcom shows it with like a confidence mm. that. I do not like I am not used to, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I feel like every time they showed a Street Fighter five thing, they were still like so afraid of like how fucked up it was in the beginning to like really just be like, this is our game. It rules. And like every Street Fighter six thing that they show just feels like it's brimming with a confidence that makes me very excited. Um, So this trailer was all over the place. Uh, but the, the long and short of it is they showed Ken, Dalsam, E Honda and Blanca. Um, all the characters were leaked. So it's like one of those weird things where now the only one of the original eight world warriors who was not shown is, oh, fuck. I can't remember. There's only one character from the original game that has not been shown yet. Uh, fuck. I can't remember what people either way these characters look cool i'm trying to think ken still uh he does have get that sick weird grungy kind of homeless look uh he looks like the coolest character to me so far is it zangief because they changed him a little bit zangief there you go they did not show zangief yeah um i I can't wait but anyways ken looks sick and he looks pretty different. So I'm excited about that. He's got these like sick forward flame kicks. And he just he's basically looks like Terry Bogard and Mark of the Wolves. I like how in every iteration he's getting further away from Ryu. Yes. And that is why I am a big fan. Uh, and then Dalsum stretchier than ever. My guy is stretching all over the place. E Honda to me mostly looks the same. He's wearing a little bit more traditional Japanese garb. Blanca his character model is horrifying and he's wearing overalls and you may or may not remember from street fighter five. He had the weird little Blanca doll Blanca Chan. He has that in his move set now as a projectile and he just throws little cute Blanca dolls at the opponent. Okay, cool. Um, so they look cool. I'm glad that they got all of the old characters out of the way other than um, Zangief now so that the new reveals can just be like hey we're the brand new characters um i think that's a good way to do it because then it's like now we can just expect a new interesting character as opposed to these characters we mostly know all about um but the thing that i thought was wild is like they kept hinting at that the single player was like this open world exploration of metro city where you create your own character and they actually showed that here 
where like you customize a character and the character customizer that they show looks very robust and very good with like a ton of clothing options that you can unlock and do do all kinds of stuff to your character and you go around metro city and you like study under the other street fighter characters to like learn their moves to create your move set and what that means overall i don't really know but they also showed that you can then use those moves outside of battle to explore new areas my guy just like climbs up some boxes and then does chun Li's spinning bird kick to get across a gap so it's a metroidvania kind of yeah I mean, like, uh, I, I, I kind of, yeah. Like, yeah, kind of. But like when, I, he, when you just see this man doing Chun Li's spinning bird kick to get across a gap, I mm-hmm. was like, this shit's wild. Like, what, what the fuck is going on? Um, and so like that part looks really cool. It looks really well polished. Um, I'm curious to learn more about that mode as they go. I, uh, I'm excited because it like up until now, it, it seems like Mortal Kombat really kind of set the stage for what fighting game, like single player fighting game stories are mm-hmm. at least like here they're trying something new now is it going to work we'll see but like at least they're trying something new like in the single player front and it also i didn't write this on here uh but do you remember how tekken used to have those weird modes like tekken ball yes and shit like that tekken bowling this has stuff like that but it's called extreme mode mm-hmm. and you can like it, there will be different various hazards like the one they show where like bulls will come and fuck you up or like there is like a tekken ball-esque thing um so there are like weird gimmicks you can use to just have like dumb fun fights in extreme mode if you want to do that as another separate thing um, and then the final thing they showed is that the lobby system for online is essentially the way it was in Grand Blue Versus and uh, the previous Guilty Gear before Strive, where two people would just go and sit down. It's it's an arcade, essentially, and you just walk and you sit down at the arcade cabinet to fight someone else. Someone else walks up and does that. Um, and that generally is a very good way to do the lobby systems. I think that works out and people like it in Grand Blue and people liked it in Exerd. It's one of the reasons why people don't really like the strive method, even though now they like patched in arcade cabinets, it still doesn't work quite that mm. same way. It's weird. Um, but people, people have liked that and it works well, right. I think. And it also allows you to use your stupid custom created avatar to walk around in that space. Mm. Uh, The other thing I thought was really cool is then there was just a portion of it where it's like old school arcade cabinets and you can just sit down and play Street Fighter 2. Oh, cool. Or like sit down and play Final Fight. And they there were only three games that were there that they showed. It was Street Fighter 2. Was this original Street Fighter 2? Original Street Fighter 2. Because like Street Fighter 2 has like seven different iterations. So yeah, it was just like straight original Street Fighter 2. Okay. And then original Final Fight. And then there was another game that I couldn't quite make out. Uh, but they said, hey, there's going to be more of these and we don't want to spoil it for you. So, you know, come back and check it out. It would be so sick if just like every other Street Fighter game was in this. That's not like every other one. But if it was like, oh, hey, like Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter 3 Alpha, like Third Strike, maybe Uh, like that. That kind of stuff is just cool. Or even just other retro Capcom arcade games, I think would be fun. Darkstalkers. Darkstalkers, sure. I just thought that was a really weird, interesting thing. You see this man sit down and then he's just playing Street Fighter 2. And mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Um, yeah, it's just it's one of those things where like they. 
I just, it was just so cool to see like them just being like, we have this feature and this feature and this feature. Aren't they sick? And I was like, you know what? They are sick. Yeah, why not? It's like, this game looks pretty tight. Mm-hmm. You guys are actually like trying to make this really cool and like have a robust single player experience. But like outside of that, the fighting game part looks good, like really good. And like, obviously that's the most important part for a lot of people, but for just like casual people, they wanted to have some kind of like lasting thing outside of, I just play this game to get better at it. Like people want some kind of single player and like this finally is going to offer that in a meaningful way. This game seems so sick. I can't wait. Um, And then to finish it off, there is a closed beta test October 7th through October 10th. And uh, you can sign up for a Capcom ID, which is a new system that they implemented. uh, And you can sign up for that closed beta. And I hope I get into it. Okay. Uh, And also it will be cross play between PC, PS5 and Xbox. So the pool of players will actually be large always. Oh, that's good. I don't think like street fighter five ever had that big of an issue. I bet I could. No, it, no, it didn't. But I mean, this is just like everyone right. can play against everyone, and it won't be stupid. Uh, yeah. So that was um, Capcom's thing. I very excited. Oh, they also uh, just kind of threw in there, like, oh, hey, by the way, Resident Evil 4's remake's also coming out on PS4. Haha. <laughs> okay, bye. Mm. Um, which is the same fucking thing they did with Resident Evil 8. I don't know, man. We gotta let it go. No. Yeah, let the PS4 go. No. Yeah, come on, man. Probably. We, uh, just, did you see Tekken? I did. God damn, that game looks so sick. I can't wait for them to show a trailer for that. Harada always is confident about Tekken, though. Where, like, if I showed that trailer, I'd be like, did you guys see that shit? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Uh-huh. And then just, like, you know, drop the mic and walk mm-hmm. off stage. Because that's what I would have done, because that shit was sick. You got to put on glasses. Drop the mic, put on your... your... <laughs> Harada's got glasses already. I, you got to put glasses over the glasses, you know. <laughs> and then he's got to unveil his shirt that says, don't ask me for shit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh. Yeah, so the fact that, like, Tekken 8 looks ridiculously next-level graphics and stuff, and Street Fighter 6 is like, hey, we're actually, like, trying. How, how do you like this? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's pretty cool. And um, the I believe it is playable at TGS right now, so... I'm sure we'll get more impressions from people and the beta will have eight characters, which this would be four. Then they had also announced Ryu, Chun-Li, Luke, Jamie, and Kimberly. So there would be one character left out. Um, I don't know who it would be, I guess. Zang- oh, and Jerry also. Oh, okay. You know, it's Jerry. So maybe two of these characters will be left out. I don't know. Either way, whatever. I want to play as Jamie and hopefully Kimberly. So I mean, the important one is just going to like, how does Ryu control? Because yeah, and it's guaranteed Ryu and Chun Li will be in it. Yes, like, yes. no, obviously. I I would like it if Ken was, but maybe not. So we'll see. I mean, I I, I mean, I know they're different, but I don't know if we need two Shoto characters for like the beta. You know. Yeah, that's probably true. But I, God, I hope either me or my brother gets into that. I want to try it so bad. Um, so yeah, that was Capcom's thing. And then Xbox had one. The only meaningful thing that I grabbed from that was, uh, Deathloop's one year PlayStation exclusivity is up. Mm -hmm. Uh, it will come out on September 20th for Xbox 
uh, and uh, but it'll be out on Game Pass. But also, it's cool they are adding a free update uh, well, called the Golden Loop expansion. I think a lot of times they have to, like, because le- mm-hmm. legally they can't release the same version, even if it's like a, an exclusive. Oh, weird. So, like, they always have to add to it, and that's why you always see companies like add to it at a year later because huh. legally they can't release that like same exact product because it's usually it's weird legal things but like that's as far as i understand a lot of times in the contract they they have to add to it so yeah okay um but yeah it it is adding uh some new guns uh, a new power where you can like make people like weirdly like kind of drunk ish Mm. uh and there's gonna be an expanded ending I love Deathloop. The ending left me very unsatisfied, though, so maybe that will take care of it. But I don't have like a lot of faith because I think they purposely left it very ambiguous. Is this something you'd go back to or are you pretty much done? I think I'm pretty much done. I would probably watch the ending. Hmm. Um, and I guess there's a but they said they're adding other secrets, quote unquote, whatever that means. So uh, we'll see. Um, and then the final thing, uh, Konami said, hey we have remasters too. And then Suikoden 1 and 2 HD remaster. It has a very much longer subtitle that I did not write here. Uh, They are two of the best PlayStation 1 RPGs ever made. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're excellent. And they're going to be remastered in 2023. And it looks better than the Tales of Symphonia remaster. So get wrecked, Namco Bandai. Konami, who doesn't even put out video games anymore, is beating you to your own game. Uh, so yeah, that, that was most of the news of stuff that happened. I mean, there's like, there's fucking trailers for everything. People are getting more in-depth looks at like PSVR two and all kinds of wild shit. There's going to be a Genshin impact anime. Sure. I don't know, dude. There's so, so many things are being announced and talked about the one piece turn-based RPG comes out January 13th. I know you were personally excited for that. I can't wait. Uh, that had its own stream which I thought was really weird Um, yeah I don't know ports are getting announced other things are getting announced surprisingly there's a demo of the new Star Ocean and people say it's actually pretty good I'll fucking believe it when I see it Uh, yeah but I mean there's probably some stuff that was kind of cool that we didn't talk about but it's like one of those things where so many weird random trailers are coming out I don't even know how to focus on it or whatever so and it also is weird because like we're 12 hours off from Japan. So we're always getting the stuff like the next day. Right. So, so it's like I wake up and then there's been like 45 trailers dropped and I'm like, I don't fucking know what's going on. Is uh, TGS yeah. still happening? I don't know. It might be over now or even there might be streams for the next two days. Tokyo game show is until Sunday, September 18th. Yes. But I don't know. There is a a persona music live stream coming soon, but I don't know if that, I assume that's in Japan, the 18th. So that would be, I don't know. That's confusing. Yeah. I don't know. Sega and Atlas have their stream. So that could be fun. Oh yeah, that happens. What else soon. would Sega announce? Square Enix has a stream, which like, bro, you have too many games. What can your stream even be about? Uh, THQ Nordic has one for some reason. I'm just trying uh, to think, what could Sega announce? 
Uh, I don't think they're going to announce anything. I think they're just going to like show more. be like, hey, you guys remember how we're putting out Persona 5, 4, and 3 on everything else that exists? All right. You're welcome. And then leave. I, they put out EA games in uh, in Japan. Uh, sure, sure. So they're probably like, you guys like FIFA? And then... What about yeah. Shenmue? Do they... Oh, they also put out Warner Brothers games in Japan. <laughs> in Shenmue? Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to talk about Shenmue. That would be really funny if they do, then. They'll probably show more Sonic Frontiers, and I'll cry, because that game looks like dog shit. You could just not play it. Oh, I'm not going to. Don't worry about that, Matt. You, so you shouldn't cry. I might. You shouldn't. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Uh, Capcom released the Street Fighter VI World Tour opening movie. It shows characters they didn't announce in this video. I can see Zangief DJ and new characters they didn't even announce. Capcom, what are you doing? It's already been leaked. They know this. We Literally, Cammy Cammy is here. Guile is here. Oh, I forgot about Cammy and Guile. Never mind. The four characters they showed the other day are the ones that are not going to be in the demo. Mm. Uh, yeah, and then the new the new characters. God, DJ looks so sick. I can't wait till they show him. He looks unhinged. I'm gonna have to watch this video later. What the fuck? Anyways, that shows every character in the game. Sweet. And it's the exact art that leaked, so that's really funny. Um, anyways, that's it for the news. That is. We're done. It only took us like an hour, hence why we were like, eh, we probably don't need a part three this week. No, yeah, and I don't know that I have a whole lot to say about the games I've been playing, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. we with that, we can move into the games we have been playing. Matt, you've still been playing the Sack Boy. Uh, yeah, you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I finished Sackboy this week. Um, as it went along, I definitely got more and more tired of it. It just mm, that would make sense. I was just like, oh, I don't know if I want m- more of this game, but I I was able to get through it. It was fine. Like I I would say it's like right around like a a three. I I was definitely bored by the end though. Okay. Uh. You know, I, I wish I liked it more, but like I just I'm not a big 3D platformer guy. I know this, so mm-hmm. it definitely overstayed its welcome for me personally. Uh, now, Metroid Dread, I finished that this morning. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna say something a little controversial. Okay. I actually didn't think the final boss was that hard. Nice. Good for you. Uh, now, I there's a caveat here. Um. I fought it once and I was like, oh, this is going to be a bitch. So then I went around and got all the energy I could in the game. Mm. Uh, figuring like having as much health as I could will make it easier. Yes. Um, and then I went back and fought it a couple more times. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go to bed. And then in the morning, I'm going to finish it up. And so that's what I did this morning. I definitely had to play it a few times to just kind of get the um, just kind of like the the patterns down Mm. but once i got the patterns down it was relatively easy yeah so um the reason that i think a lot of people find it so hard is because you can just brute force it like and get way more health and get way more missiles and then you don't have to worry about countering as much but you have to counter the first phase you do 
Um, and then I was just like, I'm countering always. That uh, was my... Right. I, I was not doing well uh, with the countering, but like I found that even getting more, I didn't even bother with getting more missiles because I had over a hundred. I didn't need any more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because like the first thing, one of the first things they would do is like that, that black ball attack. And that would just be uh-huh. floating. You shoot that four times and you'd get your health back. And then you would also get like some missiles back. So like, I didn't need, I never had an issue with missiles. Uh, but like it, it had this pattern of it would do that ball thing, and then do you remember it had like it shot like a red like line in the sky, and then it basically just covered the entire map with red, except for a small area right in front of the the boss. Yes. So like basically, my strategy was take out the ball. Then as soon as I took out the ball, I would sprint straight forward him. And then I would just duck down, shoot a couple missiles, and then right after that attack, it would instantly go into a melee attack. So then I would just jump back. And I just kind of kept doing this, basically waiting for it to just kind of taunt me. And then as soon as I saw the taunt, I would run up, counter the taunt. And then that's how I got through the first phase. Nice. And then the second phase was just dump as many bullets as you could into it. Uh, And then the third phase, the only tricky part was that like yellow sun thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you could just like the final item you get was just like those bombs mm-hmm. you just drop one of those bombs and it would destroy those and you would get health and missiles back from that as well oh interesting so you never tried that i don't think i ever did that no so like it it, it once i kind of learned the patterns i i beat it with relative ease i would say the harder part for me was like some of those like getting those energies like that was oh no that's why i gave up because i was like i also don't need this right right so like yeah no the way you have to get some of those is like absurdly difficult like you gotta be like on your shit you have to be like precisely you have to be perfect oh yeah and like i remember there were a couple where i was like how do i get that and i watched Mm -hmm. the youtube video and i was like oh i'm not getting that Mm, i like i'm just not doing that i had more trouble getting a couple of those energy things than like beating the final boss Oh, yeah. I just remember seeing a couple of the videos and being like, oh, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. No. So, yeah. so like, I think, like, 100%ing this game would just be a bitch and not fun at all. Because, like, at a certain point, you're like, I don't even need these missiles. Yeah. Uh, but the health I did want to get because I figured more health would mean I could kind of study the patterns more. And mm-hmm. then, one, as I said, once you get the patterns down, like, it really wasn't that difficult. So. Yeah. Uh, I actually had more trouble once again, like with that final, like the, like this, the escape sequence. I, I died once and had to redo that just because I got lost and was like, I don't know where the game wants me to go. And you only had three minutes and I was off by like three seconds. Uh, (laughs) So, but I mean like, oh, well I had to redo a three minute section. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I, in the end, I really did enjoy my time with Metroid Dread. Uh, I think it also helped that as the game went on, the the Emmys became less important. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even like the last sequence with the Emmys, like you had so many like tools at your disposal, I could easily just run away and didn't have any issues. So yeah, yeah. Um, but early on, I did find it very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nope, I finished those two games, and then I also started uh, Spec Ops: The Line. Nice. Uh, I don't know why, but I went into this game thinking it was a first-person shooter and it was going to be like Call of Duty, and it's not. Isn't it that. a third-person shooter? It's basically Gears of War. It's a Gears yeah, of War clone. I uh, the control scheme is exactly the same. Uh, 
it, uh, the only difference is you are a military soldier in the Middle East, uh, mm-hmm. and the main character is none other than oh god, it's Nathan Drake. What what's his name? Oh, Nolan North. It's Nolan North, and it's just Nolan North doing Nolan North voice. God. Um, I do know the plot twist at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. But I still wanted to just kind of see it for myself. And it, it plays fine enough. I mean, as I said, it's a third-person shooter. It's basically just Gears of War. Um, I think it's like it's really short. It's like five, six hours. Yeah, I don't think it's that long. I'm more than halfway through this game. I'll definitely have it beat by next week. So. Okay. I, I'm enjoying it for what it is. It's just like it's it's a Gears clone, but not nearly as good as Gears of War is. So. Yeah, but I mean, I think the whole thing is like the story, and like it's really the plot twist at the end that the game is is about. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And but I, as I said, I wanted to see it for myself and see how they they how how it actually plays out. So, mm-hmm. uh, but why don't you pl- tell me about the the two games you've been playing? Uh, so last weekend I said I was gonna play the Disney Dreamlight Valley or whatever the fuck it was called, right? One, I was wrong. It is not free to play right now. It will be when it's not in early access. You have to pay $30, so I'm going to play it on Game Pass. I was going to say, can you just Game Pass it? Uh, I can, but I was like, uh, should I play that? Should I play some Splatoon? And I was like, no. You know what? I'm going to fucking beat Xenoblade. I played for 15 hours Okay. Uh, last weekend, and I beat all of the Ascension quests, which are like the the important side quests basically uh and then i was so close to beating it i only had an hour left and then i beat it on my lunch break on monday uh wait, did you go home or oh wait well, you just last took weekend switch. yeah i just took the switch right so i, I, I just did it at work right, on my that lunch makes break. Sense. um the lead up to the ending is bad and takes too long okay and so i was just like oh this isn't great but then the ending was so good and it tied up in the way I wanted things to tie up and it tied it to the first two games. Uh, and I was very happy with the ending. Um, I now have a pretty good idea of what the story-based DLC will be. And I am very, very, very excited to play that uh, because they said that this is the end of like this trilogy and the, this world that they had created in these characters. And when they move on to Xeno, whatever the fuck next, it will be completely different. So it was a good tie up for this world. And I think that the story DLC they put out will do even more good by that. So like it, it wraps up in a very satisfying way. And then it like teases something for the end, like for the DLC type of thing. It, so like the DLC of the last game was like way before in the past. Okay. Um, this will also be that way, but it's kind of hard to get into why without explaining the story of what Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is. Uh, it should be cool and it should have characters from the first two games in it. Um, so I am excited about that. And now I'll probably go back to it at the end of October when the first DLC part with the challenge battles comes out. Um but other than that, I am done with Xenoblade. I overall liked it. I think that the plot of two was better, but the characters and the character development of three was like worlds better than it is in two. What about the gameplay? Is that just about the same? Uh, the gameplay is like more streamlined in three, so that's just better overall. It's just one of those things where like 
because Xenoblade Chronicles 3 focuses more on the characters and their development, the overall plot is just like, whatever. Mm. Like, it just feels like a giant nothing burger. So that part I wasn't as into, but all every other aspect of it, I think, was worlds better than two was. So that that's cool. Um, and then when I was done with that, I was like, you know what? I got Splatoon 3. I should play Splatoon 3. And I continue to like Splatoon but be fucking terrible at it and not enjoy it as much as everybody else. But I do Mm. like it. And it's sold. It is the fastest selling video game of all time in Japan now. Oh, wow. Good for them. It sold 3.75 million copies in three days Mm -hmm. in just Japan. So Japanese people love Splatoon. Um, but yeah, like the thing for me is like it is Splatoon again. Right. Uh it has all of the new weapons and stuff that they added in two, and it has like the stages from one and two in it and some new ones from three. Uh and so like people who are good at Splatoon before are gonna continue to be good at Splatoon. Right. You know what I mean? And so I get murked all the time. There is skill-based matchmaking, so the more I play, the more losers like me I will play. Okay. So that's cool. Uh the single player seems pretty neat. Um, I will go through that. I'm going through that now. It's basically like the the octo peep, the octopus people. They believe stole the power source of the city again, and so you're trying to get it back from them. But it turns out it probably wasn't them, and now you're in this weird other underground world where there's all this fucked up fuzzy goo that you have to get rid of. Um, and the stages are like hey defeat these weird octopus enemies and then get to the thing at the end of each stage through solving like kind of puzzles or defeating other enemies um Hmm. they're fun and i guess later on i'm still pretty early on in that you start using other weapons to like try to prepare you for being able to use multiple weapons in multiplayer um and they it gets pretty difficult but there's weird collectibles for lore and stuff that you can get um other than that, it's it's mostly the same, really. Like, you are still getting gear that makes you look fresh as hell that has uh, abilities on it, and the more you use the gear, you can unlock other abilities and then, you know, transfer those abilities to other things to make clothes you want with abilities you want and things like that. Um, the only other real two new features other than the single-player portion uh, being a little bit different is... They added a card game uh, where like you you get cards that you start off on this big, empty rectangular grid. Okay. And then each card inks certain squares and you want to just like the game, you want to ink more than the, your opponent at the end. So Uh, it's like a one V one. It is. It's like, it's a one V one, but they can't play. Uh, I don't know if you can do local. I, so far i've been playing npcs and i can challenge random players uh that are around the the hub i'm just curious does it take a long time or is it pretty no it quick? takes like a, it, it took like two minutes maybe to it's go through the beca- whole thing no the card game is just like you play matches of the card game oh okay that makes uh, sense. and then you unlock more cards as you you get packs as mm. you go um so yeah, it's like you ink spaces and then they can't ink over it unless they you play cards a specific way and get special points and then you can use special cards to ink over the other person's area. Um, 
I don't know. It's fun, and I like collecting cards, so they got me there. Um, but yeah, I, I've probably put the most time into just like dicking around playing the card game and seeing what cards are good and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know how much more they'll add of that or whatever. It seems like it was one of the things like we need a mini game mm-hmm. cards. Sure, sure. Uh, and then the other thing is you now have a locker in the locker room, uh, which is like near the multiplayer lobby. And you can just like put your clothes and guns in there to display them, but also through the single player and a weird vending machine, you can unlock like weird little trinkets to put in there and stickers. They're all pretty neat. Like I found a knockoff Donkey Kong country uh, cartridge that I could put in there. And I just think stuff like that is fun. I don't know. It's just like a weird, like, hey, more collectibles? Because why not? Um, yeah, it's Splatoon again. Uh, it looks better. Still runs very well. Do you regret uh, getting this at all? Or? No, I'll enjoy it. And I'll go through the single player and beat okay. it. Um, yeah, I, I, I do like Splatoon. It's just one of those things where like people get like wicked into it. And I'm like, I'm not that, I'm not that. Yeah. You're like, this is fine. I mean, this is enjoyable for what it is, but no, yeah. And it makes me really happy that it does really well in Japan. And that like, people also really like it in the West. Um, like it just has that sense of style. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? New IPs can be very successful for you. I will this is this is the most like the two highest selling Nintendo games of all time now or like fastest selling mm-hmm. are Animal Crossing New Horizons and Splatoon 3. Right. So like two of their newer IPs do really well. Like I, I think that's cool. I like that. I, I mean, like I know for my cousin whose parents are like really like weird about like violent video games, like this is something that was like perfect for him that like he could play like an online shooter, but like not get in trouble, you know, and like mm-hmm. his parents, hey, how do you get mad at like people just shooting paint, you know? So, yeah. And I, it, they're at like adding the card game on the periphery and mm-hmm. the single player being a little bit more robust. The single player was like barely anything in the first game. Like you could beat it in like two hours, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, it was a little bit more robust. And then they added the whole single player Octo expansion thing, which is apparently huge. I, I never played that, but people really like that. Um, and this is like, you know, it's a big world that you can explore with a ton of uh, extra areas to go to and find things and challenges to complete. So that's cool. And they have already said like, hey, yeah, we're going to do all kinds of like big DLC updates along with the regular splat fests and adding new weapons over time. So it feels pretty robust already in terms of content. So it's one of those things where like, I'm glad it doesn't feel like Splatoon two, where it's like, they're holding it back almost. Right. Uh, this feels like it has almost all the stuff from two and is just like, we're going to add more going forwards. So yeah, I like it. And I still think like Splatoon is one of the most stylish games there is like the the music music? is so good i love it still it's so sick it's just so stupid right like i don't even know why i like it because it always has like weird sounds and shit in it of the squids going like well and i'm like i don't know what you're saying but okay yeah i just and i just the fashion of the clothing you get is so hilarious to me because it's like what like japanese fashion is 
and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a very stylish game. I like the music. I like the way it presents itself. It's very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool game. Um, so I'm going to keep playing that. And I think I might start to try to play uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley. Cause last weekend, like I said, I downloaded it and then was like, eh, Xenoblade. Sure. And I'm still, man, I'm going to complain about this. It's going to be my rant before the sign off. Okay. I have a PlayStation credit card. Right. And I get reward points. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of June, my credit card company was like, we're going to perform an upgrade to our online systems. It's going to take two days. Mm-hmm. A week goes by. We're having trouble. Can't do it. You can only log into your account to pay your bill. That's all oh, you can see. Cool, cool. So they fixed it a month later so that now you can log in again. But they recently said, oh, hey, during that time, like the tracking of rewards points got fucked up. OK, cool. So like sometime we'll get them back to you. Hi, Justin. At an unannounced date. So Justin's here. OK. <laughs> yeah. But at, at some point I will be able to get these mm-hmm. reward points. I want to use them to buy Cult of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. And whatever that rollerblading shooting game is, Roller Drum. Is that what it's called? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. They're both sick and I want to play them, but I need mm-hmm. to get these fucking points because I don't want to spend money if I could just get them for free. So, right. Fuck. Uh, anyways, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's it for us here. Um, we will be back next week. As yes. always, the theme Justin, song is Sting like Operation. Goodbye. Sting Operation by the <laughs> band Anamanaguchi. They're an excellent uh-huh. chiptune band, and you can catch us next week. Bye. Peace out.